Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. Sunday, bloody Sunday, has begun. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates who will be joining us uh, momentarily. Um, so countdown to kickoff is on, but we start off in the National Basketball Association just days after Kyrie Irving demands a trade it is facilitated, surprisingly enough, that quickly. The Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks step up and acquire Kyrie Irving. Spencer Dinwood, he's going back to Brooklyn, where he originally was uh, before. Finney Smith is part of the deal. It's like a bunch of draft picks, a first-rounder, and a bunch of second-rounders in, in future years and stuff like that. We've criticized the Dallas Mavericks in the past and Mark Cuban for not being aggressive enough to put players around Luka Doncic, so... He gets a pretty big time player to put around Luka Doncic, but I, you know, I don't know if this is like, I don't know if it's going to work. All right, you know, you know, you never know with Kyrie Irving on paper. Kyrie, you know, you know, Kyrie on paper, everything looks good on paper. Uh, how are Luka and Kyrie Irving going to coexist? Are they, gonna, you know, are they going to benefit from each other being on the court? You know, but listen, you can't say Dallas aren't, you know, didn't get a great player. Supposedly, Kyrie Irving is uh, very happy about uh, going to Dallas. He's happy that it ended up being the Mavericks. LeBron James uh, tweeted out, he's not so happy. LeBron James said, maybe it's me, right? Meaning that, you know, there, you know, nothing ever happens uh, with the Lakers. But, yeah, I think, you know, it's the, kind of the truest thing LeBron's ever said, kind of. Like, even though I think Kyrie would have played uh, with LeBron and wanted to play uh, with LeBron once again. The, the Lakers, they're in a tough spot. We'll get to that. Like, they don't really have a lot they can give up, right? Spencer Dinwoody was a player that the Nets could just plug, you know, plug in right away. They've got, you know, they got a cape. Finney Smith. Finney Smith can just, you know, start playing. So if you're the Nets, I think the Nets actually did a pretty good job here as well. It wasn't like the market was going to be massive for Kyrie Irving. There were a couple of teams that would have done it. You know, the sort of the big-time teams, the big-name teams, and not all of them were going to be interested. Because it's one thing to get Kyrie Irving on your team. Now you got to pay him, though. And you got to pay him a max contract with no stipulations in the deal. So, whatever. If you're the Dallas Mavericks and you're a Maverick fan, I think it's good, sort of, for now. But... It's one of those deals, don't be surprised, right, when he turns on you down the road. Don't be surprised just when he surprises you. you know, I don't know, I've given up on predicting what the hell Kyrie Irving is going to say, do, or anything else in between, but this is his fourth team in seven years. There's a reason for this. So it's sort of like, you know what I mean? Like if you're Dallas, you're hooking up, you're, you know what, you're marrying some someone that's like super hot and stuff. And you're thinking, this is, this is amazing, right? You know? Yet, she's also been divorced four times, and she might, like, you know, <laughs> she might put a knife in your back when you're sleeping. But other than that, it's great. I told you, he's a pyromaniac, so. 
the fire department in Dallas, you've been warned. The late night anchor management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people to bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Countdown to kickoff is on. At this time next week, we're going to know who won the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get into it. We've got a full house on the program uh, tonight, but let's start off in the National Basketball Association as Kyrie Irving, of course, asked to be traded uh, by the Brooklyn Nets, and it was clear that the Brooklyn Nets were not interested in any more drama. Kyrie Irving is not their problem anymore. Kyrie Irving is now a member of the Dallas Mavericks. He's expected to arrive on Monday in Dallas, and he will make his Dallas Maverick debut on Wednesday against the Los Angeles Clippers in Los Angeles. Shout out to everybody tuning in right now in the Big D. Dallas-Fort Worth in the house, 97.1, the freak. So speaking of freaks, well, here he is. And I called Kyrie Irving a pyromaniac, essentially. Uh, Not literally and fittably, but he burns locker rooms down. He burns teams down to the ground, and he can't help himself. But reports are, the quote was, that Kyrie is ecstatic about being a member of the Dallas Mavericks. Now, you have to wonder, how is how, you know, to me, we've criticized Mark Cuban. I've said that he's more interested in, in, you know, he's more interested in what Elon Musk is doing. He's more interested in Shark Tank than he has been, in my opinion, putting together a championship-collar basketball team around Luka Doncic. So we've been critical of him in the past, you know, we can't criticize him for being super aggressive and striking before another team did, potentially the Los Angeles Lakers. There's been a lot of talk about Luka Doncic wanting help. I just wonder, is this the right help, right? Is this the right help? Like, out of all the dudes that you surround Luka Doncic with, you surround him with the biggest psychopath in NBA history. There's a lot to unpack here. The late night anger management class, Mo Khan, Jason B. Takafin, Ian Cameron, Full House. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The pencil players, the hustlers, the people, the bus, them, and everybody else in between. Let's do it. This thing countdown to kickoff is on. But uh, the NBA. 
uh, the NBA. There's a lot of stuff going on. Mo Khan's going to join us in a moment here. Let me just set the stage uh, uh, for you. So uh, Kyrie Irving's been dealt. Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Finney Smith, first rounder, couple of second rounders. Kyrie's going to make his debut on Wednesday. Steph Curry is going to be out, like indefinitely now, suddenly. In what seemed like a seemingly sort of harmless, you know, harmless play. Who was it? Whatever. I don't know. It was like bone to bone, basically. It was one of those, his knee, kneecaps collided, and it's not good. Uh, so okay, now, now Steph Curry is going to be out uh, for a prolonged, I don't know, two, three weeks. They don't really know, but indefinitely type of deal. Right now, so terrible news in the Bay Area. And here's a story that's kind of flying under the radar. The NBA investigated a post-game incident after the Memphis Grizzlies home game. Yeah, what a shock, right? Memphis. Um, after a home game against the Pacers on January 29th. And now, of course, so you saw John Morant was cryptically tweeting about how you all stand by and let negative stories get posted about me. And now even my my friends are banned from the arena. And so the athletic reports that acquaintances of John Morant confronted the Indiana Pacers and uh, the Pacers team bus in a FedEx form loading dock after a Grizzlies 112-100 win that night. The Athletic also reported that a laser that was coming from an SUV that John Morant was in was being pointed into the faces on the bus of the Pacers players, coaches, and other Pacer personnel in the loading dock area of the arena after the game. The Athletic confirms it can't, you know, confirm that who, they can confirm that it was John Morant's SUV. They don't know, like, you know what I mean? So it was a John Morant. The Pacers were not impressed and actually were fearful and thought it was a laser from a gun. That they were getting a gun pointed at them on their team bus after. Anybody that's watched the Memphis Grizzlies knows, like, there's a problem. And I like this team. I I said I think they could, you know, make it to the finals before the year started. But Dylan Brooks is a psychopath. And... You know what? You can't have this stuff. Like, it's pretty clear that the Grizzlies have a problem. Like, they've taken this. They think they're a streetball thug team now and stuff, and it's it's going to backfire on them. Worry about, like, scoring buckets and stopping the other team. Not about, like, pointing lasers in their face and trying to, like, shoot them after a game or whatever the hell. Let's bring Mo Khan in here right now. Mo, we've seen last week... I was talking about this. So last week, uh, you had Donovan Mitchell and you had Dylan Brooks. You had Mo Bamba and Austin Rivers got into a pretty good one, actually, by NBA fights. Like, they were going at it for real. About two weeks ago, there was nearly a could have gone ugly with Bobby Portis and OG because both of them are pretty, like, not back down guys. And that came pretty close. The Grizzlies get into it with everybody all the time. They, you know what I mean? The, the Twitter beefs, on the court beefs, in the tunnel, in the arena, like after the games. It never stops with them now. And I just can't help but think, like, like Adam Silver really, like the Kyrie Irving stuff. Remember when they used to boo Stern and they would applaud Silver? It was a big funny thing. Yeah. Well, like... It, none of this would be happening with Stern. Like, Stern, like, wouldn't allow, like, all this stuff that just constantly happens in the NBA, not to mention the load management, but I dare I say the NBA is veering close to being out of control, Mo. How you doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, Gabe. Uh, uh, look, you look at the fight with Mo Bamba against T-Wolves on, on Friday, that, that could have been disaster over itself. I know Bamba got four games and Doc Son got three games. But I just think now, like, for example, Memphis, right? This was a lovable team for a couple of years. People love John Moran. People love how this team was gritty and they played tough. And, and then this turned, they turned like, it was like a wrestling character. They turned heel. That's what they did, right? They turned heel. And, and, and now they become that annoying, like, hateable character uh, led by Dylan Brooks and what he does. And, and, and you know what? Dylan Brooks might be better for the 80s style of NBA uh, of being thug and rug and all that stuff here. But the reality is that this team, like, do I think they can go deep? I agree with you, Gabe. I think they have the potential to go deep, uh, maybe two, three, maybe the NBA finals. But the reality is now that this team has become so disliked by many out there 
that there's going to be a team that's going to gun for them, and literally on the court, not not frequently speaking, but on the court here to beat them in the first round. Because I just think now for Don Morant, for what he has, I think his style plays great. But at some point, like like players of his size, they tend to wear down. And you wonder now for him moving towards the prime of his career, can he maintain this high level? And can the Grizzlies maintain this focus going towards the final 30 games of the regular season and be a team that can go deep in playoffs come April? I think they could if, though, I don't like them. And as you stated, I've always liked them. You know, I've always, they've always been gritty and tough. Like, let's, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you are right. Like, Jaw's an incredibly likable kid and stuff. Yet, you know, he's embracing this. Like, he's part of it. And Steven Adams, like, every game, Adams is, like, mean-mugging people now. You never know what Dylan Brooks is going to do. He's trying to injure people. And as you stated, at some point, at some point, John Morant could get hurt, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it's the old-school hockey. And I saw Sam Mitchell and uh, Leo Rounds talking about this during the Raptor Grizzly game tonight. And Mitchell said old school. He goes, you know what? If I was the other teams, I'm taking Ja out now. And sorry, Ja, but you know what I mean? Like your your teammates are all a bunch of jerks. They're trying to injure everybody. And you, you're not going to get away with it, as you stated. Not to mention they put a target on their back with the league now, with the refs. Everybody knows like and what, what they're about now. And... This laser stuff, I mean, that's just, that's some Bush League wow. stuff there. And I don't like, like, John Morant seems more concerned that, I don't know, that people found out about this, right? More than, than him doing it. You know, oh, you all let my, my, yeah. my negative story about me. I've always liked Morant, but he's, you know, don't go down this road, John, become the hateable guy. Like you said, it's a good, good analogy. He's gone, to, they've gone heel. Like, they've gone... <laughs> They've gone, <laughs> they've gone wrestling heel, but like full heel, like real heel. You know what I mean? Yeah, and not only that, they're like I think they've lost like eight out of like the last ten games, whatever it is. So they've not played well. That's what I'm saying. The more they smack talk and the more they fight, the more they're losing. Like... <laughs> and that's why. And I think now for for Jai, I think. What has made him a little bit disliked is that the the circle that he's with, that's fine. You, you can roll with your people because that's, I get it. You want to be with your people, right? But his dad's everywhere now, right? Remember last year when they were playing the T-Wolves, it was cool, all of theirs, Jaws' dad, and, 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 and no one stands, all that stuff. But he's become more of the front of the front guy than the background guy. Hey, let's not forget about, yeah, the Shannon, the Shannon Sharp a couple of weeks ago with the Grizzlies. Yeah. Like, it's the Grizzlies, right. dude. Like, every game almost now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and he travels, so I, I just think that it's become enough enough, right? It's kind of like, you know, uh, like like Bart Simpson when he had that, I didn't do it line, right? I, uh, cool, all right, move on now, right? That's what it is with, with John Moran and his dad in particular, being the I didn't do it guy. Like, okay, cool, dude, let's go chill out, watch the game, be a proud dad, and watch some ball out, which he's not done. He's become more of the forefront than the background guy as we speak. Yeah, Stephen Adams uh, could be a wrestler, too. <laughs> so he's making he a turning right? heel. Yeah, he, he could be. He could be. But, <laughs> hey, listen, the NBA's been pretty intense. It's been pretty it's intense. Been yeah, like I said, like there's definitely a lot of passion, dislike, and players aren't liking each other. There's just there's a lot of stuff going on, which it, it's making it interesting. It really is. It's like the load management sucks, but there is an intensity to the league uh, this year. But I also get the feeling that nobody fears silver. So I think that's why. They're like, whatever, man. I'm going to punch someone in the face in the parking lot after, and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> more with Mo on the other side. We'll get his thoughts on Kyrie Irving. Super Bowl and more. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
lady says I'm an artist. You an artist? Your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. This is Sportsrage. I am Gable Moransey. I am the chimpanzee. <laughs> so we're kicking it here. Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Shout out to everybody uh, tuning in in Dallas. So big, uh, big day in Dallas. Kyrie Irving. So the Nets were clearly just tired of it. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. at some point, I'm amazed that Joseph Tsai um, didn't snap earlier. But they were just fed up with Kyrie. So they, you know, they, they acted quickly. It eliminated the the Los Angeles Laker talk uh, pretty fast, and now it also heightens heightens everybody else. Now that the Dallas Mavericks uh, have struck, I still believe that Fred Van Fleet is going to be dealt uh, by the Toronto Raptors. I'm not sure about OG, but I do think that Van Fleet uh, will be dealt. So Mo Khan kicking it uh, with us, Concordia University uh, wide receiver. Uh, uh, TSN radio now and more, Mo. So as far as the the um, the Mavericks are concerned, yeah, I don't really love the deal. Like in a, in a sense that I'm gonna get, I give credit to Mark Cuban because I've I've been critical of Cuban. I've t- spoken to you about. It. I've been critical of Cuban, saying that he's more, you know, I don't know about Shark Tank and he's on Twitter and buddies Elon Musk and presidential stuff and you know what I'm saying. You know, yeah. crypto stuff. He's always, you know, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of interest besides basketball. No, no, not that it's wrong. It's just saying that the Mavericks just seem to be like one of his things. And, yeah, we all heard the talk that Luca was frustrated and was tired of like spinning his wheels and not having enough help here. So, yes, it's a big name. It's a bold move. But Spencer Dinwiddie was good. Finney Smith was so you've lost depth now. You lost, you gave up two for one basically, and I'm just looking at this this lineup. Who's going to play defense? Nobody. Like, <laughs> no, it's terrible. Like so, I, yeah. I don't know. Like if they're going to pretend to try to play defense, it'd almost be wasting their time. Like I don't know. I'm thinking about it's like all right. We're going to try to outscore teams now because how are you going to stop anybody with Luca, Kyrie Irving, Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, and Christian Wood on the floor? How the hell are you going to stop anybody? It's it, it, I didn't I didn't I didn't like the trade from this perspective. Who's taking the last shot in the game? They're both ball dominant players, Luca and Kyrie. They both want the ball in their hands, Gabe. When this when the game's on the line. And that's going to be the fascination for Jason Kidd to get this backcourt together. It's not like they, they acquired Kyrie in July and they have all the training camp to get this all figured out. Like, they yeah. literally have a run now, like, like literally a FedEx uh, uh, development here for these guys. To and can they play together? Different. Like, they, they the it's, it's kind of like that was my whole thing, and it's a good point. I was thinking the same thing that. Wow, number one, this is going to be a challenge. Like, I know on paper everyone loves this flashy stuff in basketball, but they both have the ball all the time. Like, they're both kind of the same guy, in a sense. There's only one ball. Yeah, and and like I said, defensively as well, if you look at overall, Kyrie doesn't like to play defense. Luka doesn't really play defense. Christian Wood is terrible on defense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just like defensively, they're going to be a train wreck. And, yeah, uh, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge to put this together. Like, um, but he can score. And you know the drill. I don't know. He'll, Kyrie will be the good guy for the first month or two. You know what I'm saying? And at some yeah. point, something will happen. They're not going to draw a playoff for him. And then he's going to have his regrets. I, it's, I don't love it for Dallas. Like I said, at the same time, one, one part of me is like, yeah, all right, I'm going to give him credit. I always say he doesn't do anything. Cuban did something. I just don't know if this was the right thing to do, to be honest. Yeah, and not only like that, Fred. Right, sorry, Mo. I was just gonna say, like Fred yeah. Van Fleet would help them almost more, like to me, because Fred would stay out of Luca's way, and he could, you know what I mean? They needed a Brunson right. type. Now they just brought in, like you said, another elite alpha, gimme the damn ball guy. And, and the biggest problem with the Mavericks is that they've never found someone to compliment Kyrie. When you think about it, right? They, they brought in Przingis. That didn't work out, right? They thought he would be the the, the, the Robin to the Batman and Luka Doncic. That didn't work out. 
And now you bring in Kyrie, who, like, like Jason Kidd is a point guard. We know that. But now he's on the clock to prove a point that they can win now. But if they don't do it now, I don't know if they can do it ever with what they have currently because you're right. They can't stop anything on defense here. And it's going to be massive dependent on who they get if they make the playoffs in the first round. So there's so many question marks about this trade for the Mavericks. I think for the Nets, they just get rid of a headache or a migraine to use that term. And now can they now keep Durant happy about who they could perhaps bring in in the summertime if Katie does stay in Brooklyn after this season. I think if you're the Nets, you actually did about as well as you possibly could have, considering how quickly you handled this. And you've got guys at least that could come in and play, right? Dorian Finney-Smith can come in and play. Spencer Dinwiddie was already he's a fan he's a you know, he's a fan favorite. Uh in Brooklyn, people really liked him there, right? Um, so he's played there. He knows the market. He knows the team. Um, he's going to fit right in once again. If you know, if they did. I think the best that they possibly could. But as you stated, it doesn't mean it um, doesn't mean that Kevin Durant's going to not going to want out after all this. So I <laughs> know yeah, tonight, listening to, to other networks down south. There was the whole talk that maybe Zach Levine could be packaged in the field for Kevin Durant going to Chicago and team with DeMar DeRozan. I don't know if that will happen now, Gabe, with the deadline thing on Thursday or Friday of this week. But, you know, if you're Kevin Durant, you have to look long and hard. You went to Brooklyn because Kyrie said he was going to go to Brooklyn and team up and form a, a, a trio, yeah. which is now a stunning downfall, right? Harden gone, Kyrie gone, Simmons is not the same guy he once was when he first came in. What is Kevin Durant doing? That's going to be quite. That's going to be a fascinating question going towards deadline day and towards the summertime and how far Brooklyn does go in the playoffs this year. I think Durant though, I think Durant was sick of Kyrie too, right? He was like the, the whole thing. You know, like Durant said when people were asking about. About um, about Kyrie, like during the the early the 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 controversy earlier in the year with the anti center, the movie and all that, what? and Durant basically told people, he said, "Bro, like we're not as close as people like are projecting." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they're they're never like this super tight crew. Like you know what I mean? They're not lifelong great buddies or something. They thought they would could play together and win a basketball and win together. And and basically, KD was t- you know was telling people that he goes, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I don't talk to him. Like you know what I mean? He goes Kyrie, Kyrie does his own thing. Like, like you know what I mean? Like Kyrie didn't talk to Joe Sy even, bro. Like during it all, like Kyrie doesn't talk to anybody. You got to go through his agent. So he doesn't talk. Like I'm not saying he won't talk to you in the room or something when he's next to you, but. This like he ain't like texting people and letting people know what he's up to. He lives in his own little world, Kyrie Irving. So I think that KD just might be, you know what? I'm, you know, whatever, right? And it's hard to feel sorry. Part of me did at first, but KD's played this game for years, and he's left, and he's done this and that. And it's funny, you know, what comes around goes around in the NBA mall. I guess that's the moral of the story, man. <laughs> and the other one is, be careful what you wish for. Like Dallas. You just saw this play out, man. He's been on his fourth team in seven years. Like, do you really think this is going to end happily? Like, we'll see how this plays out. Like, he left LeBron because he wants to win a title. He went to Boston, couldn't do it in Boston. He said he'd be Boston for He life left LeBron. Look, he, they won the title, Mo. They won the title. Yeah. He could have done it again, and he didn't like the fact that, like, he thought LeBron had the ball too much. He was yeah. like, I don't like being LeBron's like sidekick. I'm not his sidekick. Like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so now you got Luca. Like, that's why it's the whole thing of it's like, wow, like this is okay. All right. But uh, part of me also thinks though, Mo, if you know, if Kyrie just sort of stood in the corner and took threes, but that's not really his thing. Like he likes to have the ball. Like, uh, wow. He, he wow. It's gonna be fun to watch. It's going to be fascinating to watch because just like the Lakers, right, they become a fascination for everyone to see if they can come become a sort of force or crash from burn, which could be the case. And, again, you know, it all depends if they qualify for the playoffs, if they're in the playing game, if they're the sixth seed or the five seed, they qualify. I mean, whoever they get in the first round won't be an easy matchup for them because, again, we said it before, they cannot play any defense at this juncture of their season. 
Mokon uh, kicking it uh, with us. Yeah, I'm going to be betting the overs. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Wednesdays. <laughs> Wednesdays. When, Wednesday night. So, yeah, Kyrie doesn't play tomorrow. Uh, they're playing the Jazz tomorrow, but he doesn't play. He's going to play on Wednesday night versus the Clippers. That's the report. basketball, by the way. It is, yeah. It's one of the TV games. And um, so he's going to show up in Dallas on Monday, but he won't play. And then he'll travel with the team on uh, one day go to Los Angeles on Wednesday. So and I'll tell you what, though. It's been, you know what I mean, business picking up in the NBA. And like I said, there's been an intensity on, on, on the court. Very competitive right now as far as playoff spots are concerned. And the trade deadline is on Thursday. What's your prediction for the Raptors? I do believe that Fred Van Fleet is going to get traded. I don't, I'm not sure about OG. I don't think they really yeah. want to trade OG, but if they're blown away with some like three first round draft picks, they'll probably do it. Um, but I do believe that they want to trade Fred Van Fleet because, dude, they already offered me extension. He said no. He's looking for more money. The writing's on the wall here, right? Yeah, I think Van Vliet is the actual two guys I'm watching out for deadline day if they're both shipped out before. Let's put it that way. You're saying, oh, wow, Siakam. That would shock me. We'll get that on the other side. That would be surprising to me. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. The late-night anger match for class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. We're kicking it with our boy Mo Khan right now. Jason B. Takafin will join us, the three-time champion, general manager, A-ball affiliate of the Toronto uh, Blue Jays. Talk a little baseball. Hope Springs Eternal. Pitchers and catchers report in like a week and a half. Valentine's Day around the corner. So um, we'll get into the Super Bowl with Mo. But uh, so the Raptors are kind of the, the big team to keep your eye on right now, obviously. And there have been reports, and, you know, the Raptors don't leak anything. But yeah, it's it's no secret when, when Fred Van Fleet is reposting stories, Mo, and pictures and stuff about trade rumors, which I find to be incredibly annoying, right? Like, the Raptors are battling. They lose these close games all the time. You could visibly see the frustration on Scotty Barnes and Siakam. Like, they, they, they get upset after they lose, and Van Fleet goes back to his hotel and starts reposting pictures of him and Devin Booker together, right? Like, and I blame Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster, but specifically Masai, for letting you get this far. 
Like, either you got to pay them or, like, look at the Nets. I'll give credit to the Nets. They were like, we're not going to pay them, so we better trade them. Like, like the Raptors, well, I don't know, and we'll see. And it's like, dude, it's been six weeks. It sabotaged the season. Like, it just has. And Nick Nurse came out and said, he goes, yeah, it's been very difficult. He goes, we've got guys in our room that don't know where they and their family are going to be living. And he said, I'd be lying to you if I told you it hasn't been extremely difficult. Like, make up your mind, Masai. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. And if not, because now I think the Raptors will be much better suddenly on Thursday night. Well, whatever happens. Because they're all going to know, okay, this is it. It's done now, and now we can move on. And we don't have to look around and go, well, what's going to happen here? Do you want to be here? Are you going out? Are you, are you like, are you secretly talking to Devin Booker now? Like, you know what I mean? But... My and you said Siakam, but I'll give you the floor in a second with that. But my sure. my prediction is I'm saying Fred Van Fleet will get traded and he gets traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. I think it's gonna happen. Our boy Matthias is the resident Clipper fan here on the show. Matthias, I think you're gonna overpay for him, but I think now even with Irving going to Dallas, the Clippers hands really been forced. They've got to make the move. I think and Kawhi likes Van Fleet. Van Fleet wants to be, you know what I mean? He thinks he's a big star and all this. All right, go to L.A., play with your boy Kawhi. You guys won a title together. And if you're the Raptors, you already offered them four-year, $114 million extension. They don't want to pay him more, right? They, it, it's evident. They, they're not interested in paying him more. But word is, and you never know if it's true, but word was the Raptors are insistent, Matthias, that Terrence Mann is part of the deal. They need a guard, right? So they, they said Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, and a first-round pick for Fred Van Fleet, which, quite frankly, I like Fred Van Fleet, but that's a pretty good haul if you're the Raptors to get that. We'll throw it to Mo in a second. Matthias, are you ready to make the deal? Because I think it's going to happen. I think the deal is happening. I don't want the deal to happen because I have a man crush on Terrence Mann. I think he's an all-around basketball player, does all the little things right. He's young. There's a lot of great years ahead of Terrence Mann, and he's not that expensive. But I think the Clippers are going to do it because you made the trade for Kawhi Leonard and for Paul George. And if you don't win a championship, you lost that trade. You know, we traded Shea Gilgis-Alexander for, for a championship, essentially. And if you're going to win a championship, they're going to have to make this move. I don't like it. I don't, I don't love it. I, it's not that I don't like it. I don't love the deal. But at the end of the day, I don't think the Clippers can actually win a championship with this roster. So that's why I actually think the deal is going to get made because they have to go for it. And this is the only way they can go for it, Gabe. We were talking with Mo DeKeel. We got Mo Kada. We were talking with Mo DeKeel, yeah. who was the former video coordinator, actually, the Clippers. He thinks he thinks Van, Van Fleet's going to end up on the Clippers as well. That's my hot take. Um, you said Siakam. Like, whoa. So yeah. Siakam's yeah. contract's up after next year, right? So right. right. What do you what do you want? You think that they're going to trade Pascal Siakam? I, I think I think it starts now, Gabe, because you think about that Siakam's had fallouts with Nick Nurse, and he's played his up and down season this year. He's been good at times, he's been awful at times, he's been nowhere to be found at times. I think now you have to look at Masai Jury and say, look. We've gone as far as we can with this core. Our, our new core now is Scotty Barnes. Can we build around Scotty Barnes and be and, and be a team that can contend, maybe not this year or next year, but two, three years down the road, where they'll get off these contracts of Siak and Van Vliet in the coming year or so. And also, when you think about it right now, you saw OG still tied up for another two, if not three more years, that you can build with these two guys as foundation pieces. And I, and I agree with you guys. that I think for the Clippers, Steve Ballmer wants to win badly. He has a new arena coming up in three, three, four years from now. He wants to be the it team in L.A. And the Lakers being what they are right now, if they can bring Van Vliet, who I think with him and Kawhi and others in that L.A. team here, would work well in in that whole Tyloo system moving forward here. So I think I think that definitely is on the block. I think he will be dealt. I just think that now for Siakam, with that whole situation right now, he's going to be in his late twenties, going to his, I think thirty years old as of next year. Raptors have to look and say, can we keep winning with this guy in this rotation? If not, let's get off of them now and build for the future of Scotty Barnes being our face of the franchise. They are in a weird spot with Siakam coming up because. And I love him, too. So I, I really like him. But at the same point in time, he's putting up these massive numbers, but they're not winning. And so he puts up these big numbers, and he's going to get paid, right? Like, he's going to, like, forget about Van Fleet. Like, 
Siakam's getting a max contract. He's getting paid. Guy's scoring 25, 8, and 6. Like, you know what I mean? He puts big numbers up. And I love him. I think he's a great guy. But, and it always got to be a but, but if I was being real, the shots and the production wane off, Mo, as the game progresses. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's not that guy that, all right, you know what I mean? Like, you figure, okay, our guy our guy scores 25 points a night, eight rebounds, six assists. He's a freaking stud. Yeah, but he's not that guy where it's like in the last three minutes of a game. Give me the ball. Like, you know what I mean? Give me the right. ball. I'm going to make a play. He doesn't. Like, he'll turn it over. He's not as assertive. The Raptors have never really – that's another thing. They've never really set anything in stone where – it's hey, it's this guy's shot here. Like they don't, right? Van Fleet thinks it's him, and he just does it anyways. <laughs> so, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But I get it with Siakam, where they'll wonder, like, okay, listen, we got to give this guy forty million dollars a year. He's going to score twenty five points. But me personally, I I keep him. I don't. I like Siakam. So for me, I I, I keep OG. I keep Barnes. I keep Siakam. I bring in some new guards. Um, you know, you need a power forward type. But the thing with Siakam is he's not the one superstar guy. He's got to be the second guy. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a strong number two, I think. He really you know? is. Like, it's yeah. crazy to say at a 25, but he's even more comfortable like that. Like, if you had Siakam, like, man, if they had SGA. Like, you know what I mean? They just need one star, one more guy to go with Siakam, Barnes, and OG, in my opinion. That's my take. And let's not forget Gary Trent Jr. too. What's the future for him? Because they can get off his contract after 22-24. And I think now for, for Masai Jiri, he's got to ask himself, as I said before, Sky Barnes, OG are my two foundation pieces. Can we build around these guys here in Toronto in their attractive destinations through trade or through free agency and, and be a player to be had? Because, again, you think about the East right now, Gabe, it's getting tougher and tougher year by year, right? Teams are getting much better and much more improved as we speak here. And, and look, I think Brooklyn will perhaps reload if KD stays on that roster. Philly should be okay. Boston, I think, is the best of the best, along with Milwaukee included. But Miami should be in contention for a player or two. So what does Masai and Bobby do moving forward with this yeah. franchise? It's going to be fascinating to see the playing out for them. Yeah, it's true. Like, they're... They need more scoring. I mean, the fact is, look how deep these teams are. Look at the Cavaliers, how many players they have, right? Like, um, it really is going to be an interesting couple of days, guys, to see what happens in the NBA. But it has begun. Kyrie Irving, and now, like we just talked about, you got to believe the Clippers are going to make a move. And uh, we'll see see who else is aggressive. What about the Los Angeles Lakers? Are the Lakers going to surprise people and make a move? People thought they were going to go after Kyrie Irving. Did they go after Van Fleet? But... They don't really have anything attractive that people want. That's the big Laker problem. And you saw LeBron tweet out tonight, maybe it's me. Yeah, it kind of is, LeBron, to be honest. (laughs) It's true. A lot of guys don't want to play with you. But it's also you because you created this team. And you have have no pieces to trade. Like, you know what I mean? There's not really... You have those draft picks, Mo, then what, 2029 first round picks? And they didn't even want to do it before with with other stuff. But okay, I can't believe we spent all this time talking basketball. Super Bowl. We're one (laughs) we're one week away. How you feeling right now, Mo? What what do you like? What's what storylines do you like here? What catches your eye? Who do you like to win the Super Bowl? Uh, look, I, we spoke about it last week. I think Philly's front seven, their defensive line is loaded with depth. And, and you think about how KC comes in banged up on the offensive side of the football here. But here's an underlying story that no one's talked about. Philly's run game's been great, right? But their O-line's banged up. Lane Johnson's not healthy right now. And also, Landon Dickerson suffered a late injury in that game against Matters in the fourth quarter. So how healthy is Philly's O-line going to this football game? Because you think about Chris Jones, you think about Frank Clark. If, if Spagnuolo sees a weakness with that situation with those two O-linemen, I expect him to try to exploit that to his advantage and try to get those one-on-one matchups in his favor. So I'm looking at Philly O-line and how they'll be early on in that football game. But more importantly, though, can the Chiefs front five, which they heavily invested through draft and through agency the last couple of years, can they keep the gem and Pat Patrick Mahomes healthy and upright? If they can't keep them upright, Gabe, this might be a game from two years ago when the Bucks ran right over the, the Chiefs to win that game rather easily. So that front seven is going to be fun to watch for Philly next Sunday night in Arizona. 
I thought, personally, I thought, Mo, that the San Francisco 49er defensive line, well, specifically Nick Bosa, but I thought they had a lot of success against Philadelphia's O-line. Right, they, yeah. yeah, I mean, they were, they had Jalen Hurts on their day. Jalen was always uncomfortable in the pocket. He probably threw away off the top of my head five, six, seven footballs where he was just running for his life and he had to get rid of it. They, they got pressure. They hurried him. They got overly, they were very aggressive and they got burnt a couple of times with the big runs. But, and Kansas City, I mean, this this is the key. Listen, Chris Jones, Chris Jones has um, I don't know, 11 sacks, sacks in 11 of the last 13 football games. Frank Clark and Chris Jones were the big the big keys against the Cincinnati Bengals. But you don't think they can repeat that success against Philadelphia's O line? Well, here's the thing, though, guys like Colap, right? Colap is the draft the last year from Purdue. They brought these dudes in to help compliment Jones and, and Clark, and I think that they will. I think they will get the Jalen Hurts in the football game, and it goes back to my point with Lane Johnson not being healthy, right? He's one of the best right tackles in the NFL, and he had issues trying to contain Nick Bosa, but Bosa's an alpha. We're not going to question that, but if they rotate and keep their guys fresh in that third quarter, in that fourth quarter, and this game's tight gate, this is going to be a tricky situation for the Philadelphia O-line because, again, they've been great all season long, but they're also banged up, and I'll be fascinated to see how they do. I think for Kelsey, the center, uh, with what he does, because if he's lined up over Chris Jones, that is a tall order for him to handle because, again, Jones is a massive timer whether you put him inside on the outside or attacking the guards. It's going to be quite unique to see how he plays against next Sunday. We'll wrap up with Mo on the other side. And last week, me and Mo were talking about Jalen Hurts. And I'm not sure how healthy Jalen Hurts actually is. So much talk about Mahomes. What about Hurts' health and shoulder? This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Yeah. All right, we've got uh, Mo Call with us just for a couple more moments. Ian Cameron will step up and in. We've got Jason B. Tackett a little bit later on. But World Baseball Classic. There was a book um, about um, about Alex Cora, basically. Alex Cora gets drunk and like tells people like Houston Astros stories about how how just how much they really were cheating. But uh, nevertheless, Mo, uh, what is so Mo? I think it was you. You said last week you wouldn't be surprised if we find out that that Jalen Hurts needs some sort of surgery after the season. Let's not remember. I mean, let's let's remember. Everybody talks about Mahomes all the time, but let's remember that Jalen Hurts didn't play over the last what three weeks. And they missed two games. I guess yeah, it was two. And then he played in the one yeah. game in the last one. 
And the only reason he played in that game is because they lost the other two, right? They were, they actually right. could have potentially not had the one seed. So I'm wondering, you know, I've wondered about his health. He did not look accurate throwing the football at all against San Francisco. And I don't know. I don't know if time could really change anything. I think it might need, you know, I need it might need a scope or whatever the hell. You know what I'm saying? That's my take. But what's your final score prediction? What's your, what's the final score going to be, Mo? What do, what do you I, I know. I know where we lean towards Philly winning this football, not because of Jalen Hurts, but because of their defense and their running game. Can, can they get the running game established here and minimize Hurts being in that position to throw? Because you're right, Gabe. He did not have a great game against the Niners. A lot of throwaways. He looked rusty at times. But you wonder now with the two-week layoff from last year to where we, where we will be next Sunday. Can he keep it simple and effective here? I think Nick Sirianni will have a good game plan in place for him, but the question now is can he hit his open targets, which he missed numerous times against the Niners when he had A.J. Brown open down the seam route and so on and so forth here. So if he keeps it simple and effective, I think the Eagles should win this football game next Sunday. So what's your final score? Yeah, that's tough, Gabe. I think it's going to be a slow, out of the, slow burn out of the gate for both teams here. I think it picks up the third quarter, going towards the fourth. Eagles 31, Chiefs 28. 31-28. Eagles, says Mo Khan. Thank you very much, uh, Mo. We'll catch up with you next week after the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Enjoy Arizona, my friend. The late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.